Hey everybody, it's Andy. And this is Dave. And before we get into this week's episode, we'd like to do a little announcement. As you may have noticed, in the last few episodes, we've been including a guest in our random ramblings. The reception of this idea has been very positive, and we'd like to continue with it. If you or somebody you know would like to be a guest on the show, or have a suggestion of somebody you would like to hear from, please contact us at the following locations. You can reach me at my email, dpalay, that's D-P-A-L-A-Y, at rapodcast.net. You can reach me at my email, which is QS23, QS numbers two and three at RAPodcast.net. We have a Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash RAPodcast. On our forums, you can just sign up and talk about it. It's going to be under the non-episode topics. Or any other place on the interwebs that you can find us. So thank you for your continued support of the podcast. And without further ado, on with the show. Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 108, recorded live on July 1st, 2009. And here are your hosts. The man who's tied in first place with the number of appearances on the Random Access Podcast, Dave Play. Hey! The other man who is tied for first place with the number of appearances on the Random Access Podcast, Andy Lowe. Hi. And the man who is in a very, 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 very distant third, Mo Fwacky. Do, 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 do. How is he third? Wouldn't he be second? No, because we're tied for first. And so oh, you're, you're doing like two people are tied for first, then the next place is second. Or next place is third. Yes. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> but but there's no second there. place then. Yeah. Who I, gets the silver medal? It's a tie for first. Who gets the silver medal? It's a tie for first. <laughs> yes, which means we both get gold. Who gets the silver? I'll just take the silver and the bronze and run. <laughs> kind of an unfair competition anyways. Yeah, an unfair competition. I'm just going to steal two medals and run away. Welcome back, Mo. It's good to have you. Uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> There's nothing about ties in the Olympic sports on the internet. Well, really? Yeah, I'm looking I- up... Olympic medal ties and there's nothing. Yeah. You want to know what else isn't on the internet? What? A summary of traffic laws by state. A simple summary. There's none. They don't exist. I thought AAA at least would have something like that for people who travel through state. Maybe each state's Department of Transportation? Yeah. You know what You know what the, their idea of a summary is? All of the traffic code. <laughs> Mo, if you would have asked me about that, I could have told you about that because I was looking up seatbelt laws in all the states that we traveled through when I was trying to figure out how to fit six people in my van. Uh, I could have told you that it was impossible to try and find a succinct... Well, guess what, Andy? What? Did you just make one? No, we were going to make one. Oh, crap. So uh, ha, 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 ha. We'll, we'll divide up the states and uh, get to work after this weekend. But uh, yeah, pretty much. So we'll have fun with that. <laughs> We should make Dave help. Dave is busy. (laughs) Dave is filling out dozens of online applications to schools for jobs. (laughs) I'm doing that. I have time. Yeah, well, I'm doing that and I don't. Okay, who went to D&D last night? And mind you, mind you, mind you, this was an interesting story to hear about Dave going out to dinner, then having to leave dinner to go to D&D. He left, and D&D didn't even start for another hour and a half. No. Yes. 
Who told you it didn't start for an hour and a half? I talked to Brendan. I asked him exactly what time did they actually start playing. He said that you showed up, and then Brian and Beth were even later than you were going to D&D. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was an hour and a half, but it was it, late. It was I an hour and a half from when you left dinner to when I D&D actually too. started. Well, we were told to be there at 6. <laughs> I got there at 6.10. Oh, my goodness. I felt bad. 7.30 start time. Yep. What are you going to do in the evening anyway? You're not going to apply for jobs at night. Probably, Probably. not. But I'm yeah, not going to be looking up traffic codes to various states when I'm not going to be driving through them. Oh, you're a bastard. <laughs> I hate you. Unless you promise me a CCST pin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that all it takes? Is a, Maybe. A small, cheap plastic piece of metal? <laughs> One that I'll have extras of anyway, probably, anyway. <laughs> I still have, uh, like, half a bag of uh, last, last year's. I, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to pass. <laughs> Depends on That's if you terrible. get a job or not. Right, and whether or not they let me go. Yeah, they always let me go. <laughs> Say it's some sort of religious thing or something. <laughs> I don't think they'd be too happy with that. Hi, I just started working for you. You have to take off this week for a religious purpose. See, my, my, my greatest asset is that I'm going to graduate next, the, like towards the middle of next August of next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, then I can get a job and not start until after PAX. Yep. So then, and then by the time next PAX rolls around, well, next PAX uh, West, I, I'll have been there for like a year. And be like, yeah, I'm taking this week off. <laughs> you see, that was my plan. Yeah. And then I'm in Michigan with an unemployment rate. 15% yeah. or something. Yeah. It'd be great if Michigan had the national unemployment rate. Because <laughs> that would mean it would actually have decreased. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Woo! Uh, on the upside, you can buy a house in Detroit for like 600 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, but it's in Detroit. Yeah. Granted, I probably would go see more Tigers games then, but uh, tomatoes yeah. and potatoes and such. What? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you, you've known him this long. He says weird things like this. I, yeah, I know. And every so often they still just throw me for a loop. I don't know. They just roll right off. Anyway. So do we have topics today? Yeah, or we, we have just... plenty of topics. Did, we should get started on that. Did, did you not oh look at the God. main page of the podcast? Oh, you know, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you go, Mo, to uh, rapodcast.net. Wait, was that rapodcast.net? rapodcast.net. Or .com. Or .com now. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, wow. Uh, and you scroll down and look on the right side. It says links for the next episode. And if you register on the site, you can even suggest links for the episode. Well, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should get started on some of these. And, All right. Any spark your interest? Ah. Uh. I guess the Pandora coming to Android, but yeah, Pandora's coming to everything. Yes, but it's it's a significant thing that it's coming to Android because when Android was announced, Pandora said, meh, and they started programming for the iPhone instead. Oh, man. Why wouldn't well, you want to program for a platform that is on the rise? Because it might fail and then you wasted resources programming for a platform that failed. Yeah, I, I don't think. Well, the G1's out. The G2 is coming out at some point. G2's out. The G2 is out. Damn it. Yeah. And in fact, there's like, I think there were supposed to be nine Android platforms this year. <sighs> the G1 and G2 are the only Google branded ones that I know of. Oh, okay. But the rest are still all Android. So, okay. So you're going to have to pay to have the data plan in order to have Pandora on your phone. Well, that's expected. So you could walk around listening to Pandora or... 
you could buy a walk. Do they even sell Walkmans anymore? No. Uh, no, I, I doubt my, it. My great uncle is like the last person to take a CD player to the gym. Well, no, I'm not even saying a CD player. Just get like an FM radio so you can listen to the radio instead of listening to Pandora. Yeah, th- th- those are just built into headphones now. Yeah, like this, Andy, the Zoom has a, a radio in it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the uh, Creative Zen has one too. Oh, I did not know this because I've only had iPods. Yeah, yeah. I, I basically know everything other than iPods have a radio. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You know, um, what? Why hasn't there been a uh, like a portable satellite radio there, in, in one of these yet? Oh, I never actually yeah. thought of that because I know I, mean, there, I know there are portable satellite radios. I mean, realistically, like XM or, or Sirius could just market an MP3. Right? Yeah, they could uh, market an MP3 player that also is a satellite. Uh, you know, because I, I don't know. Yeah. Do they? Uh, do they like? Are they still? Is there third party hardware for these now, or is it all built by them? Um, no idea. There is oh, yeah. the XMP3, which is a portable satellite radio that lets you record up to 100 hours of programming and channels. Not bad. And so I do believe you could also store MP3 files on the micro SD card. So there Not you go. Bad. There's a there's a portable satellite radio MP3 player. Not bad. I do like my Pandora stations, though. Pandora is a fickle thing. Yeah. If you, if you can get your Pandora stream tuned perfectly, it's just it's awesome. It's brilliance coming out of your oh, headphones. Yeah. And then you just accidentally type in one song, and you it just left turn, and you're yeah. off the off the course. Yeah, you're just off the interstate and onto a dirt road somewhere. And you're just like, no, I don't like this. I don't like this either. Go back, but you can't. Yeah, yeah. And then you only get like five shots at it. Yeah, I had one station I had to completely rebuild from the ground up because I did something. And it just became a, a completely house techno station. And I'm like, this is not what this station was meant for. And I, no matter what I, I'm like, oh, screw it. And I just like reseeded everything into a new station. Oh, man. Yeah. I got some good stations, though. My, my Spanish guitar station is always good. Ooh. Yes. You'll have to send that one. All right. I've got stations based off of Ernio Marconi, um, some based off of Flogging Molly, some based off of Fatboy Slim. Oh, yeah. I have a whole Irish, uh, like, Irish rock stick. I know. That's what I, I took yours and then kind of molded it to be my own. All right. So it, it, it works for me now. There you go. <laughs> Man, I just, I'm trying to think of actually, like, when was the last time I actually listened to the radio? I, I, when you worked there? <laughs> no, no, I probably listened. Well, you listen to, like, wait, well, but you listen to the podcast, don't you? Some of them, but I'm so far behind my podcast right now, I finally hit 2009 with my podcasts. So I'm only, like, six months behind now. That's wow. I start skipping things to catch up, because, I mean, the news is so old by that point. Yeah. You know? Some of it's interesting, though, like the, the Penny Arcade, uh, when they played D&D. Those oh, were yeah. interesting. Yeah to listen to and those are those are they're, they're evergreen so it doesn't really matter yeah right and so i have but, podcasts like that things that are not topical and then i have the topical podcasts, and they all just get slowed down i just i don't know i think i just need to spend an hour a day listening to a podcast and then slowly work my way yeah and what's this about uh gizmodo saying desktop is dead gizmodo put a whole long article in there stating why nobody should buy a desktop pc anymore well they're bastards well, you know, if you look at it, like scroll down and you'll see a comparison between Dell's uh, different laptops and some of their desktops. And they're basically the same exact thing at the three different price points. Granted, there's not going to be graphics performance. It's going to be better on the desktop. But other than that, bigger hard drives and what else? That's about it. Screens. Yeah, but see, yeah, the thing is, though, it's like I can you can build desktops cheaper than this. Yeah. 
I mean, a lot cheaper. Yeah, for 500 like, bucks, I could build a crisis machine. I, I mean, I, yeah, I could build a machine about on equivalent to their $1,000 machine for about 600 bucks easily. Yeah, I, Cause I, I know because I already priced one out like two weeks ago. Wait, you could get 8 gigs of RAM for under 500 Well, DDR2, yeah, that stuff's cheap now. Yeah, well, I, I priced out 4 gigs of DDR3, but you know. Wait, is DDR3 the cheap one now? I wouldn't say it's the cheap one, but you it's, know it's, it's top it's, of the line. It's, it's top of the line, but it's it's like come down. It's not like it's not like the unattainable top of the line. You know, and the stuff that just came out that isn't even a mass production yet or hasn't even been fully tested yet, which I don't understand people wanting to pay to be guinea pigs for untested hardware, but hey. <laughs> I guess I guess that's also why people buy Microsoft products when they come out. <laughs> oh. I think I mentioned uh, a while ago, many, many episodes ago, about this trend, though, and that the, the not only the desktop, but the laptop are both on their way out. To be replaced by what, the smartphone? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, see, you got it. You got it all wrong. Te- communication technologies don't supplement each or don't uh, replace each other. They supplement each other. Yeah. Well, what a, there's probably got to be some. It's going to end up as a hybrid between a laptop and a smartphone. There's uh, ThinkGeek has a USB monitor about the size of, I'd say, an iPhone, uh, maybe a little bigger. That uh, you can uh, that they're selling. It's like 130 bucks or so. And I thought that was interesting because you can use that as a second monitor. That would be kind of interesting to have a little tiny monitor up there. Just, you could just yeah. have all your Twitters scrolling or IRC chat or right. something. Yeah, something like that. And uh, yeah, I thought that'd actually be pretty good for the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you going to live actually, in your car at some point? No. I'm well, just, that's much larger than an iPhone. Is it? I didn't yeah. really look at the dimensions. It's, it's uh, about as tall as a MacBook's screen. Oh, wow. Well, still, it is a nice little phone or a nice little screen, but I guess it yeah. kind of falls into that whole uh, miniaturization. But I don't know. I mean, the seven inch screen. Well, what I see it as, I see there's a weird, right now it's a weird dichotomy. You have the HD TV, you have the Blu-ray, you have the really big, really high def stuff. Yeah. And then you have the little tiny iPhone, smartphone, the small, the phone's getting smaller and smaller, more and more stuff moving to the mobile platform. Right. And it seems to be, it seems to be that they're, they're both put out by the communication industry, but they seem to be almost butting heads a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you want to put out content in high quality, high def online, and then you want to put out content for the, the phones, which really can't be problem, high def. The problem is we're not bridging this gap between internet and television. You, you can't watch internet programs on your TV without a whole lot of you know, messing around and, and customization. It's I, not like an easy, we can, yeah. the average person can. I, well, yes and, and no. And the, yeah. the, the TiVo I found out actually has some of the podcasts that I, I listen to and watch. Uh-huh. I could actually download to the TiVo and watch on my TV. But TiVo's an extra charge per month, right? Well, not for us, because we have the Lifetime. Okay. I, we bought, well, Kate's dad bought the Lifetime, and then he got Dish, and so he already got another DVR, so he gave us this one. So we don't actually right. pay for anything. Oh, well, that's good for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most nice. people, though, end up, because do they even still offer the Lifetime? I am not yeah, sure if they so. still offer the Lifetime or not. I remember um, Jared, uh, one of the guys in the car in 07, he had the uh, satellite radio that he, when he got it, like for Christmas when it came, practically when it came out, and he went and bought the Lifetime right then. And because he's, when, his, uh, when his mom asked him why, because it was like $500, he's like, because they're not going to offer it forever. And uh, I think that's it's out there for $400 right now. No, it was, okay. Product Lifetime service. Still, that's a chunk of change to drop for that. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the average person without paying an extra charge 
or having an, uh, an amount of customizable uh, things done to their television and computers can't watch internet streams on their TV. And uh, and while they can watch most TV shows, a lot of TV shows on their computer, they're usually restricted to sitting in front of a computer. Unless you have some sort of outside box like a TiVo or an Apple TV or something like that. But yeah, you're right. right. It's yeah. Without an outside uh, interference there, it's not a natural thing. No. There's no Ethernet port in the sides of these high-definition TVs. There's no web browser in these TVs. You know what I mean? Some of the, the new high-def televisions, though, are actually going to be getting land. That's, Ethernet. Yeah, that's that's what they was actually talked about at the NAB show uh, earlier this really? year, was some of the TV companies are actually saying, like, oh, yeah, we'll, be able, we'll start putting Ethernet and computer basically put a computer in your TV. That's not bad. I think Sony's already got some with the Vizio, I think, or it's yeah. some Sony product is already out there, basically, that's got TV size thing that also you could use as a computer. Not bad. So that, but yeah. then it's that's a really expensive Sony TV. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, again, it's it's not on the average person no. level yet. It it so could be though. Yeah, like you could, I could spend go to Newegg, go on the clearance section, mm-hmm. buy a motherboard, buy a hard drive, buy. I could even buy just. I don't even need to buy a hard drive. I could just buy a little USB stick. Yeah. And then I could set up what a what's what's the what's the name of those boxes called? The HTPCs. Yes. Yeah. Set up one of those on my TV, and it it could be so easy to meld the two of them. But you're right; it's it's a very one way street. Yeah. Yep. Which is kind of interesting because this could actually segue into something. Yeah. I'm thinking. You know, I've got the media server in my closet. And there's a few things I can't do with streaming through the uh, 360. That might be an interesting project. The uh, only the only setback is that it runs Linux, and the only way around a lot of that, because most of the software is Windows based, would be to run virtual a virtual machine with Windows in it. <laughs> you could just run Wine, couldn't you? Yeah, probably. But I, I don't know what Wine even supports anymore. I haven't tried Wine in like two years. Uh, from I I keep an eye on it every so often, and they're making claims of great improvements in compatibility. But what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one knows. Exactly. But uh, I could also use a better TV though, because <laughs> I'm running a, a Sanyo 20 inch CRT. Hey, we've got a Sony 21 inch CRT. Yeah, I'm it's, running. It's, it's the flat CRT, but it's yeah, you know. I'm running an ATI all-in-wonder USB on your that's computer my monitor. Yeah, that's my TV. That's that's <laughs> what I actually did for a bit when I was living with Eric. Was I just had that? I I had the actual uh, PCI card, but I watched TV on my computer monitor. Yeah, I had a uh, Pinnacle PC TV card back in uh, like 2000, and uh, I didn't use it to watch TV. I used it to record late-night commercials. Um, and I wish I had managed to salvage those files because, uh, I could upload them to YouTube today because they were hilarious. <laughs> they were like the absolute worst of the worst, like 3 a.m. commercials. Oh yeah. Were you? And they were amazing. There was, uh, some like revival church, uh, the really bad phone sex ads. Oh, there's a couple others. I can't remember them. The revival church is the one that sticks out in my head the most because <laughs> it was just absolutely a ridiculous commercial. And it was like. Every night at like three thirty. Oh, but yeah, um, I ended up chucking that thing when I upgraded to two thousand. And Pinnacle's like, most of our user base uses Millennium Edition, so we're only going to support that. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's yeah. Stupid. <laughs> I know. Because no one used me. 
And I know, it was exactly. terrible. Well, you know what? It was right when it came out. So the only explanation I can think of for that is that it was close enough to 98 that it was easy to write drivers for. And they didn't want to deal with trying to write drivers for 2000. I still remember a, one of the guys, in, when I was still playing World of Warcraft, one of our uh, guild leaders, he was running WoW on an ME. And for some odd reason, he couldn't turn off his microphone. So his wow. mic was always on when he was in Ventrilo. Wow. It was very, very sad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Millennium Edition was so terrible. In fact, it was because I used NT4 in high school. Uh, it was on all the computers there. Yeah. So I'd grown to really like it compared to 98. When 2000 and Millennium Edition came out, and Millennium Edition was basically just 98 third edition, and... uh and 2000 was NT5, essentially. Um, I went for 2000, and it was awesome. But, you know, everybody else, I, there were so many Millennium Edition Stuck uh, with years out there. Oh. I stayed with 98 until XP came out and then moved over. I wow. stayed with 98 until I got my own computer. So I stayed with 98 until... College, 2003. Have either of you played with Windows 7 yet? No. I don't have a machine even capable of trying. Yeah, I'm not going to even try that. My my laptop is three years old. My uh, desktop was a $400 computer four years ago. Uh, (laughs) The media server is the most powerful thing in the uh, apartment, but I need the serial ATA ports on that for the hard drive in there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I suppose I could just get a serial ATA card and throw it in this desktop and switch them out, but you know, hey, if, uh, if it works, why fix it? Yeah, I mean, this would that would make too much sense, and everything does what it's supposed to do right now. Yeah, that's that's a challenge in itself. Yeah, uh, when when the power dies, I have to like I have to reassemble my desktop like to the way I like it, and uh, yeah, power dies too much. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, Dork. okay then. Yeah. All right, you so well, let me let me. I'm just trying to picture. This. So you've got a media server in your closet. Yeah, you've got a desktop. So the desk, yeah. the, the desktop writes stuff to the media server. Your Xbox 360 picks up stuff from the media server and puts it on your TV. Yeah, huh? That, 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 it yeah. works. It just. Oh yeah. <laughs> it seems uh-huh. a little on the complicated side to me, but it, I, I, no, it's it's pretty simple. The 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 media server. I mean, it's basically just a tower in the closet. All it has is power and network. Um, you know, I, I, I tunnel in from the desktop here. Uh, so anything I need it to do, I can just go in and directly tell it to do. Um, files can be read and written from anywhere on the network. Uh, you know, I use it just as a basic file server too. So I can, you know, do things on various machines without having to mess around. Hmm. I mean, I think it's good to have that central head. That's, uh, honestly, I, I, I don't know. I always thought when there's a smart house, it's going to be one computer and a bunch of terminals, not a bunch of that, that's, yeah. you know, well, that's one thing. That that's what, that's the way everything's going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's just reversing course. We're yeah. heading back to terminal based computing. Right. It's just, they're more powerful now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. if you ever have a chance, I forgot where it was, but I literally saw one time, a a link to a picture of, um, DreamWorks server farm that they had for all their crunching of, of all the rendering of all their animated stuff. Yeah. And it was kind of ridiculous. And I'm just there going, oh, it's a central supercomputer, and then everybody else is basically running terminals. Yeah. On, uh, on campus, they want, to, uh, they want to switch the labs over to, to terminal systems that just stream, you know, the, uh, 
everything. And and the network there, the network infrastructure, I know, will not support it. There's no way in hell. It is such a crappy network. It would never work. And we already have a handful of machines that are like that, and they work like crap. So it's like, I don't, I don't know what they're thinking, but they need to stop thinking it. Well, maybe this is their chance to redo the infrastructure. You don't know the department like I know the department. <laughs> They're not thinking I work, logically. I work for that department, and the logic is very far away from some of these people. I mean, if it wasn't for the handful of people who are good at what they do, the whole they do the whole the whole department would fall apart. Hmm. We have one guy who does not own a pen. There's no pen to be found in any cubicle of his. He does not write anything down ever. This man that is sounds like a bad idea. This man is responsible for the images that go onto all of the lab computers. Oh, that is sad. Yes. <laughs> our, our only hope is that he retires very soon. No, he better not retire until he tells you guys like everything he's done, so that if he, anything happens, he doesn't know everything he's done. Um, but but he does at least need to tell us the site license key. Oh, that would be that'd be a good idea. He's like he's like the only person with the site license key. Yeah, that might be good to get from him. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! I, I'm uh, I'm still flabbergasted at thinking that. Does he just have it memorized? I don't know. Thinking like I'm look, I'm trying to remember uh, RA Podcast's secret key that it uses for all the other stuff. It's like 50 characters long. Right. At least. How could you memorize that? I, I, I don't know. Oh, think of like tomorrow he just gets a head injury. Oh, <laughs> oh man. You, you know, the guy, the guy already has enough health problems. <laughs> so when you start hiring other hackers to uh, yeah. get in. Yeah, that's like at one point he was out like on sick leave for like two months and they had like four people doing his job because he doesn't delegate yep. any of the work that he's supposed to delegate out. <laughs> It's like he plays everything so close to the chest so that they, can, they don't, nobody realizes that he's not really doing anything. Except he obviously is if you needed four people to do it. Well, they needed four people because he doesn't write anything down. And figuring out what he did was like, it was like, it was like a detective team. Monumental task. Yeah. It's like, okay, what, what does he do? <laughs> we don't know. He didn't write anything down. There's no list of things that need to be done. It's, it's, oh man, he's been working on an image for these new machines for like the longest time. He's had like almost a year to get this image together. And I think somebody keyed him in on the fact that we only need this Vista image for like three months until seven comes out. Yep. Well, three months plus, cause they're already, he's, they've already got other people working on the seven, seven image, like behind his back. <laughs> And I think he got word of it, and he's been trying to just, like, slack off. Like, well, I don't want to do this because it's only good for a few months. But we need it. We absolutely need it for those few months because we have a bunch of new machines that need operating systems. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gotta love bureaucracies. So much fun. I know. Oh. oh. <laughs> ah. All right. So what else do we have? I don't know. <laughs> We got a little off topic. This has been a, a bad trend getting very far off topic. <laughs> it's it's interesting. We could it's it, according to MacBreak Weekly, it's a rat hole. And we always traveled on them and it's so much it's interesting. What's really odd though is okay, so when I went on the honeymoon, I had my Panasonic T Z five and mm-hmm. um I got it cheap because it, camera, it, right? yeah, it didn't come with a battery or a charger. Well I got a I got a third party charger, no problem. And I got some third party batteries. Well, now Panasonic has actually put out uh, a software update for all their cameras to update their firmware to ensure genuine battery identification to prevent unauthorized battery usage 
for their cameras. Really? Yeah. So wow. if you update your firmware now on the camera, which I was going to do and now I'm not. Well, yeah. Call, I can't use my third-party batteries. Wow. And Why? This age of updatable firmware is scary sometimes. <laughs> Uh, some of the aftermarket batteries are not equipped with internal protect- protective devices to guard against overcharging, internal heating, and short-circuiting. If these aftermarket battery packs were used, it could lead to an accident causing damage to your camera or personal injury. They're trying to save their legal asses. Which is kind yeah. of funny because in the, in the, the, the papers that I got, yeah. like I was reading through all the instruction manuals to read everything, one of the things said, with your, your, your camera may become extremely hot. With the with like a genuine battery in there, and it's like burning may occur and stuff like that. I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me! They're wow. they're warning me that their own batteries may become extremely hot. Yeah, and I can't Oops. use the, the reason why I even got third party batteries is because these batteries actually have more uh, milliamp hours than Panasonic's genuine batteries, so I can get a oh, longer, longer yeah. I can get a longer runoff of these things than I can with Panasonic's actual batteries. Wow! So it I'm kind of pissed at that yeah <laughs> i could see that that kind of sucks especially since panasonic's genuine batteries are 50 bucks for this camera and i got these these ones that are more powerful for i think both of them were a total of like 10 bucks a piece something right around there so wow nice they're out trying the- to make money they're trying to shut down competition and they're trying to cover their asses yep yeah by making it sound like a safety issue I wonder wow. if they're going to get taken to court. I don't know. We'll I, have to watch out and see. Because it's, it's anti-competitive uh, yeah. practice. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, wow. <laughs> On the uh, topic of cameras, I, yes. uh, I was looking up some stuff uh, for the trip, and I discovered there is some third-party software you can run in conjunction with some Canon cameras. I imagine there's, this exists for other cameras as well, but the ones I found... You're talking about the uh, CHDK or something? Uh, I don't remember what it was called. It... Uh, basically allowed the computer to take control of the camera uh, by supplying power, allowing pictures to be transferred directly to the hard drive, and controlling, uh, like, interval of pictures taken. So you can take uh, uh, time-lapse pictures. Oh. Just a regular camera, yeah. That's not CHDK. CHDK is something else you might want to look at if you have a Canon camera. Oh, okay. uh, if you have, especially, like, the PowerShot series. Mm-hmm. Canon makes all their chips roughly the same, uh-huh. which includes their low-end cameras and their high-end cameras, and then they cripple the low-end cameras. Ooh. Well, CHDK uncripples them. Wow. So my little PowerShot can do RAW, it can do automatic bracketing, it can do scripting, it can do a ton of crap. Wow. I, I, I'm going to have to tell Jerry about that. He has a Canon. And, uh, and, and I, wow, he's got like a lower end cannon. It's really nice for what it is, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it, it could be you a lot can make better. it like much more. It can have a live histogram on the camera. Wow. That's actually really nice to have. I do have to say. Yeah. Cause my Panasonic can do that. And I just, it's so much nicer to go through and go, oh, okay. So that's what's going on. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. But yeah, yeah. So I want to, uh, Look into that. I don't even freaking have a camera on hand. I might. Yeah, you need to one, but I need tell to tell me what that that program is because I'm interested. Yeah, because yeah, uh, you know, and then it also had like the guy had like a makeshift uh, windshield thing that he basically hung from the uh, rearview mirror. <laughs> but I want to aim out the back, so I got to figure out something else for that. I was I'm just sure gonna say, just buy a buy a webcam and stick it on the roof out of the back. Yeah, that too. Just get a really long USB cable. 
Yeah, I was looking at them on uh, mono price. I can get like a 15-foot USB extension cable for like $3. Nice. Oh, yeah. They got, the, they got great cord prices. Like it's, it's like, oh, I bought uh, a set of four serial ATA cables for, I think, $2, and it was like $3 shipping. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, yeah. So I want to, I want to do something like that. I really want to get a time lapse uh, thing. I've been looking at time lapse imagery of of, uh, of drives, and anything on anything longer than a one per second interval uh, is too jumpy to watch. So we would need one picture per second to have a smooth. Uh, yeah, I, smooth I worked video. this out a while ago. I'm trying to remember. One picture for, per second gives you 24 frames per. So 24 seconds per second, really. Yeah. If you're, right, do, if you're doing DVD. Well, you, you can speed it to any amount of frames per second that you want, though. I mean, that's the thing. We could make the trip take as long as we wanted to when we compressed it, and it would just get smoother the more we, uh, the more frames per second it was. But yeah, street, otherwise you're going to end with, a, like, a two-hour-long movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we just, we just you know, trim it to length. If it's, if it's 300 frames per second, it's 300 frames per second, but it's 300, like, video... Uh, you know, video speed frames per second. You know what I mean? It's it's going to look like a video, more like a video than a series of images. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DVDs twenty four. Forgot what Blu Ray is now. Because I think that's trying to go up to thirty. Yeah, a lot of video games run at sixty. Yeah. Well, no, a lot of video games are supposed to run at sixty. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, but if you want to calculate the uh, what it would be at thirty, go go for it. <laughs> It would uh, well, be very long. Let's see. From Ann Arbor, it took us 55 hours. Yeah. Divided by 30, so you're looking at 1.83. Uh, so it's an hour and 25 minutes. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, the, uh, oh, my, um, the building, the university center on campus was torn down, and they're building up a new student union. My coworker got one of these rooms in the library. There's, like, study rooms that staff can, uh, can rent with a window and he mounted a webcam outside the window. Uh, he made, he has like this makeshift arm and encasement and he, uh, set up a computer to take up a picture, take a picture every minute. And right now he was like, like yesterday he was pulling down pictures from there and copying them and, and renaming them and everything. So hopefully next week, maybe, uh, we'll have a time-lapse video of this building falling down and most of this new building going up. Hmm, uh, nice. Yeah. That should be interesting. Damn it, Mo! You got me on Wikipedia now. Yeah. No, get him off. Get him off. <laughs> Leave Wikipedia, Andy. Fine. Tell me about Chinese gold farmers. China doesn't want them anymore. <laughs> oh, Mo, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go. I have a haircut, and I still need to uh, pack. All right. Well, yeah, well, it's been fun having you here, Mo. <laughs> as oh, yeah. always, it's been a riot. We'll have to do this again for uh, some near super trip uh, action, Jackson news reporting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Where's well, that rhyme? Mo, or- is there anything you want to plug while you're here? Um, I guess I just kind of started up my uh, blog that I never started up at, at radiofwacky.com. Oh my uh, God! Is it actually live? Well, I I made a post today. I'm I'm putting it together again. A post. Yeah, a post. We'll see where that goes. Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> Radiofwacky.com. Yes. Yep. And for some All reason, right. if you put www in front of it, it, gives an error. I have to go fix that. But <laughs> until then, it's just Radiofwacky.com. Huh. All right. Yeah. All right. Have I'll fun in Seattle. Later. Oh yeah, big Fourth of July and zombies. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later, Mel.
later. Well, that, was, right. that was Mo. Fun times. <laughs> so, so China would like to uh, get rid of the gold farmers? Yeah. They're saying um, they, they're trying to say that virtual currency cannot be given away by game operators in exchange for real goods and services. Okay. So they're basically trying to put a they're trying to kill off gold farming, basically. Yeah, saying you can't sell it for money, basically. Yeah, trying to cut down on um, non-taxed income. Yeah. So that that should make that's that plenty of wow people happy. Should also piss off a lot of them. <laughs> Damn it! It's not going to shut down the industry. There's no, no way. No, there, there I mean, there's no way. It's it was already backroom enough as it was, and now it's just going to be even more backroom. Right. But we'll, we'll legalize see. it and put conditions on it. Mm-hmm. You know, kids have to be this old to work there. They can't be employed for more than, uh, you know, five hours a day, seven hours a day. All that craziness. Oh, um, speaking of WoW, this might be interesting to you. WoW is actually going to start seeing about changing factions in World of Warcraft. Yeah, I read about that, <laughs> that you're going to be able to switch from Horde to Alliance and Alliance to Horde. Probably going to cost 50 bucks. Probably. Now, I don't actually think I'm going to see a Blood Elf running around on uh, Meccano Strider. No, it's like it's going to be a total faction change. They're going to try and give you as equivalent as possible, but you're going to be one of the other races. <laughs> That's... Huh. There won't be Alliance Blood Elves. It's just going to be, I used to be a Blood Elf, and now I am a Draenei. <sighs> you know what they should do is those really lopsided servers, they should just allow you to switch for free. Yeah. It's like, if the ratio of Alliance to Horde is above this, feel or free to... Horde to Alliance. Yeah, yeah I'm, I actually haven't played WoW in a while. Um, my account expired, I think, in late May. And you just never renewed so, it? Yeah, I haven't played it in over a month. <laughs> Are you are you finally broken of the curse? Andy, I was I I maintain I was broken of the curse at PAX that first year. Once I quit that guild and never rejoined, I maintain I've been broken of WoW since then. It's something that, you know, it's like me and alcohol. I can drink, I don't get drunk, and I don't drink compulsively. I can play WoW. I don't have to play it. I enjoy playing it. But you you're not addicted to it. You're just I don't have I don't I remember what the urge to play it was. I remember what the need to log in was. And I don't have that anymore. I don't feel that way about it anymore. Well, that's good to hear. Now, do I want to play it every so Yeah, It might not be a bad game to play every couple of months, but I don't need to play it. <laughs> now, you see, you I play it every, every couple of months. That means you still have to sign up for subscription. Yeah, I know, which sucks. It's... It was fun while it lasted, and it was actually a money saver. Because you played that instead of buying more games. Yeah, but now it's it's just not. Yeah. Eh. So there's two Pirate Bay stories. One was related, I assume. Well, the remember how they Pirate Bay called their judge uh, biased, and they biased. declared they should yeah. need a retrial. Um, that was denied. Oh. The guy. They were saying that the. Um, he was a member of the, the copyright stuff in order to keep on tabs with what's going on in the field. Mm. So he, that's, that okay. was the reasoning behind that. So the retrial got um, denied, and Pirate Bay got bought out. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I... Yeah, they got bought out by the Global Gaming Factory X. They're a publisher. What have they published? I have no idea. 
And off to the internet we go. Yeah. Global Gaming Factory. They X. They they have. They're Swedish. They do internet cafes in Sweden. Ah. Hmm. It is a new media channel to reach visitors of internet cafes and gaming venues. Well, this is fantastic. They were suspected of insider trading. <laughs> Lovely. Their stock has now um, shot through. Skyrocket. Yeah. Well, yes, and they are suspected of insider trading. <laughs> oh, but yeah, they, they supposedly, I guess, have bought Pirate Bay for, I think, I'm not sure if it says in this article or not, but... Um, $7.8 million. Yeah. I don't see it in this article, but I, I remember seeing the amount. That's a lot of money. Huh. Didn't they owe like $3 million to the courts? Something like that. So Jeez. I, wow. Yeah, that was a little... I thought it was a joke when I first read the news, and then I actually had to go here, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're actually serious. That's kind of disturbing. They say they will have a... Because of the acquisition of the Pirate Bay and Puralism, they will have a strategic position in the international digital distribution market. Yeah, not really. No. Uh, it's going to be like Napster, where it just falls through the floor. And then the domino effect will condense. We'll see. Well, yeah, if, if Pirate Bay changes, then it's going to be a whole other story. Granted, I, I don't even remember the last time I actually downloaded from Pirate Bay. Anything. Yeah. You know what's, what's really weird? I actually downloaded a Linux distribution. Really? Yeah. Huh. And, and after all the months of saying, like, you could use BitTorrent for things like Linux distri- I I actually did use it for that. Let me just see what the tra- oh no I got some of the some of the stuff I have has Pirate Bay trackers so Pirate Bay Pirate Bay Pirate Bay Pirate Bay Pirate Bay Pirate Bay. <laughs> so speaking of other downloads of the legal sort, you can now go and download Firefox version three point five. But I just downloaded three point zero. Yes, and now there's three point five. It's faster. <laughs> But my add-ons, will they work? Many of them are still going to be compatible, and the ones that aren't should get updates soon. Okay. How many add-ons do you have? All right, let's see. We've got the Google Toolbar, Grease Monkey, uh, IE Tab, and Reload Every. Those Uh, are my extensions. Just the ones that are working right now, I have AutoPager, Cool Iris, Delicious Bookmark, Download Status Bar, Down Them All, Firebug, IE Tab, the .NET Framework Assistant, Tree Style Tab, Twitter Fox, and XMarks. Now, what does the Download Them All tab do? Uh, it's not Download Them All tab. It's oh. just down. It's called Down Them All. Okay. And you uh, you open the menu, all right. and it opens every link on the web page. Ah. And you can use filtering for fi- uh, by file type or by parts of the name using regular expression, and you tell it where to download it to, and it downloads all those links, whatever they are. Hmm. So whether they're web pages or whether they're files, it grabs them all. So on a site like uh, Dwelling of Duels, dod.vgmix.com, it will, it's, uh, it will download all the songs, basically? It'll, well, yeah, it'll, I can just one-click download all the songs. Okay, could be interesting. Although, last month, there were five songs. <laughs> wow. That's called a failure. That's underwhelming. Yeah, well, it was, it was, the theme was the triple trilogy threat. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Ikari Warriors versus Wizards and Warriors, and four of the five songs were Wizards and Warriors. <laughs> 
Yeah. The other one was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I'd say that's a failure. Yeah, there's you need to have three in order to have a triple threat. Oh, speaking of failure, Michael Jackson mm-hmm. died. Yep. How is that a failure? Um, well, uh, TMZ.com was the first place to report Jackson passed away. And basically, as soon as they did that, their website got kicked to the curb. Okay. Twitter was basically hanging on by the skin of its teeth during this whole thing. They even turned off search features in order to try and help keep their servers from croaking. Oh, those poor bastards. Um, you know, Twitter is... is uh kind of amazing to me because it's built with Ruby on Rails. Really? Which is the same thing our site is built on. And everything I read when I was deciding how to build our site said Ruby on Rails is a fantastic language, but it is not easily scalable. <laughs> well, and so I look at Twitter and I feel so sorry for those poor bastards. <sighs> it's interesting. Um, but okay, so ABC... AOL, CBS, MSNBC, NBC, the San Francisco Chronicle, and Yahoo News were basically all showing performance problems right after Michael Jackson had passed away. Beginning at 5.30 p.m., the average speed for downloading news sites doubled from less than four seconds to almost nine seconds. During the same period, the average availability of the sites on there, because this literally, the, this is a company that monitors performance of news sites and that sort of thing. The average availability of the sites dropped from the 99.99 whatever down to 86%. Hmm. So this is... The web crash. The, the, this is kind of sad. That just some... I mean, it, it's, it's a significant event to, to some people, but it's a person dying. Yes. Which happens all the time. Yeah. And that this event of a person dying slowed down the internet. Yeah. Which is yeah. really kind of sad, because if it's like, if you can't handle that much because this is the amount of people who are able to get online this is not mother's day for the internet basically right if you remember at&t always set up their networks to handle the amount of calls which would be almost everybody on mother's day and this this showed that we're even not there still which is horrible i wonder what the mother's day of the internet is i don't know or would be huh like what would be the one time that everybody would go on the internet there really isn't one. Oprah told people to go online. <laughs> Oprah, how many people does Oprah... I think Oprah only has like 8 million people that sh- watch her, I think. Because I remember I was actually reading the Nielsen ratings the other day. Top TV ratings. Hello, Nielsen. Um, All right. While you're doing that, yeah. I'm going to quickly point out that The Simpsons yeah. has ads. Yeah. And the ad rate, I mean, it's, it's a TV show, so there are commercials. Yeah. And the, the companies purchase time for the commercials. Yes. Based on, in fact, the Nielsen ratings, right? Yes. The rate that they buy it at is... Normally right around 40 to 60 cents per thousand, I think, is the standard rate right now, if I remember correctly. Uh, not cents. Oh, dollars? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. On primetime TV, it's between 20 to $40 per thousand people. Uh, but... On Hulu, yeah. The Simpsons are charging. Well, it's not The Simpsons. Fox, I guess, is charging sixty dollars per thousand viewers, which is about you know three to half again as much. Well, the thing with the, the website though is you know there is somebody there watching it. When you're selling per thousand viewers, that's based off the previous season's Nielsen ratings, and maybe something else is going on, and nobody actually watched The Simpsons that night. You don't really have an option of getting your money back because you prepay. And right. So you're guaranteed 
a person there. You have to go and start playing The Simpsons on Hulu. TV. True. There's tons of TV programs that are getting broadcast over the air right now that are not being seen on my TV. True. So, I, I was kind of interested in this site there. The 17.6 million people watched the year's uh, NCAA championship while the online viewing, and they had every single game online, which was great this year because I only there was the CBS that just had the the one station, but I could watch the four other games that are going or any of the other games that are going on at the same time that it's not on my TV. I could watch any of those online, no problem. It's actually pretty good streaming too. The total number of people who watched the stuff online was only seven point five million, versus seventeen point six million who watched TV. Yes, estimated seventeen point six. Yes, and that was just for because one. That was the one championship game. The whole every all of the online viewing was only seven point five two million. Mm. And side note, Oprah is at five point three million. Just to let you know. Wow. Yeah. Number one syndicated show, by the way, Jeopardy. No, sorry, Wheel of Fortune, eight point nine million. Wow! Yeah, who watches Wheel of Fortune? A lot of 8. people. Eight point nine million people. Yeah, eight point nine million people. I wonder okay. what the, the top ten. Oh, top ten cable TV stuff. Oh, I love Nielsen now that they're actually putting these online. Andy, sorry. Focus, sorry. Focus. All right. So what? We're almost there. Yeah. So it, it's kind of interesting though because online they say online programs have an average of thirty seconds. 37 seconds of commercials with primetime TV average nine minutes of ads. Yeah. I would say a little bit more, actually, depending on what station you're on and what show. But I have no problem watching 37 seconds of ads if it isn't the same ad every same single ad over time. And over 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 and oh my god. Especially when it's something that I know I will never use, like oil of lay skin cream. That said, TV is is almost as much uh, a criminal in this as the as Hulu. When Heroes first came out, every break, the first commercial, and at least one other during that break was the Nissan Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that, and the the Nissan Cube ads and everything. It's just like, okay, we get it. Nissan is paying for you to use their cars. Right, like that's that's fine. Go away. <laughs> so yeah, I I don't know. Like Mo said, it's the whole internet and TV thing needs to work itself out better. It will at some point. I have confidence that people like you and Mo, who are in the communications industry, will help the older people in the communications industry see the light. Maybe it's going to be hard because they're yeah. they are making their money doing what they were doing. So it's kind of hard to get them to change. Yep. We need that whole less caring about personal profit, more caring about the betterment of humanity as a whole. <laughs> I just watched Star Trek yesterday. I'm, I'm <laughs> that was funny. Uh huh. All right, Dave, what do you want to hit for the last topic before we hit the random topic? Oh, I'd, I want to hit the quantum processor. <sighs> we may or may not hit the quantum processor. We're not sure. Not sure. In fact, we could both do and not do the quantum. Oh, and Dave may or may not be connected to Skype. Who um, knows? Hi. So, All right. Solid state computer. Or not solid quantum. state, but quantum. Quantum computing. And we there was that one company that was rumored to have made a quantum processor, and that just kind of fell apart because they had it behind a wall and said, yes, we have it. Here's the output. You cannot see it. <laughs> Now somebody pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. 
Uh, now, however, researchers at Yale, I believe it was, yes, uh, have created a two-qubit processor. How? What's uh, two artificial quantum bits made of of billions of aluminum atoms, but acting like single atoms that can? This is confusing. So is quantum mechanics. <laughs> um. To perform their operations, the qubits communicate with one another using a quantum bus, photons that transmit information through wires connecting the qubits previously developed by the Yale group. Yeah. Now, other people have made qubits before, okay. but they always collapse and, and kind of disintegrate very quickly. So this is the first time that they've gotten two of them to hold together long enough to actually perform operations. Huh. I... This, this is the progress of technology. This is where it's coming. Where it's going, I guess, to this is Sparta. God, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I haven't seen that movie. What? Yeah. Why did you not see that movie? I don't know. Right. Anyway. No one ever asked me to go see in three hundred. Hmm. I always get asked to see movies that I'm, I'm like ambivalent about seeing, and movies I really want to see. Yeah, I'm almost never asked. Then you should actually go out and see them on your own. Quality 16, you could go for whatever yeah. the student price is, and then you sign up, for their, sign up for their newsletter, you get little coupons, you could get a drink and popcorn for three seventy five, the really big one, and the really big popcorn. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of seeing movies by myself. Not in the theaters. I'll watch movies at my place by myself, but not going to theaters by myself. I don't know. Why? You get a better screen, you get a better sound system. Yeah, but it, it, to me, going to the theater is supposed to be a social experience. Yeah, you get How is it a social and... experience? You're in a you... dark room and you're not allowed to talk. You, oh, right, because that ever stopped us? Yes. <laughs> you it stops see... me all the time. You, you go to the movie, you spend time with friends beforehand. Okay. You watch the movie and that, that's fine, you can do that in silence. You come out of the movie and you discuss what you saw. <laughs> so, using that logic, we were talking beforehand. We both could go leave right now and see a movie. Yeah, but then I can't make jokes during the movie. Well, that wasn't part of your that wasn't part of your earlier thing. No, 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 but it's it's still there. I enjoy no, making I, jokes during the movies. You can you can, most of your jokes are only funny to you, so that doesn't really matter oh, if I'm there or not. Bullshit, you snicker all the time. I find many things funny that shouldn't be funny. <laughs> when we were shopping yesterday, we were looking at desserts and so like the baking aisle so there was jello over there i was laughing hysterically because somebody you know those little things that they hang up in the middle of the aisle that have like supplemental stuff on them yes somebody had put a bunch of small tiny plastic colorful cups next to the jello <laughs> uh at meyer down here next to in the international aisle next to all the salsas yeah they had tums <laughs> oh we just got salsa too i should have some chips and salsa I need chips. Have dip. I need chips. I have Verner's. Maybe I should walk. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> My mom gave me three two liters. I'm on Maybe the last bit right to, now. Uh, Chipotle and get some of their chips. Have you ever had Chipotle's chips? Oh, Chipotle is tasty. Yes, it is. And there's one three blocks away. That's because you live in the middle of a city. I know. We There's have also a, one that's a five-minute drive away and we, another one that's a ten-minute drive away. We have a, we have a back porch. <laughs> I could right now go walk outside in I like too. 10 seconds. I could too. Without throwing I yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I could stay outside living once I had left the building in 10 seconds. I could survive without a car or a bike. 
Mm. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> so, random topic. Yes. I rolled Before ahead I of time. Disconnecting again. <laughs> I rolled ahead of time, and it was number two. What is our favorite way to prepare potatoes? And just in case you were wondering, Mo, when we, uh, I told him the random topic, laughed and he said, uh, my favorite way to prepare potatoes is when somebody else does it. Yeah, which is a really nice answer, actually. Yes. And very Mo. Yes. Um, Your favorite way to prepare potatoes. God, there's so many choices. Yeah, you could mash the potatoes. You've got French fries. You've got um, hash browns. Chips. Hash browns. Potato baked chips. Potato, twice baked potato. <sighs> Curly fries. Oh, now I'm salivating. <laughs> oh, potato chips Oven are tasty. Yeah, you know, where, where you get like the little potatoes and you, you cut them and then you slice up some onions and you put them, sprinkle a little oil, a little salt on it, throw that in the oven. Scalloped potatoes. Potatoes all gratin. Oh, man. Potato salad. Uh, you know, that one actually I'm not a fan of. Not a fan of potato salad? Not a fan of potato salad. I don't know why. There, there are some potatoes. The, the difference between American and German potato salad is – that's a toss-up for me. It depends on what kind German of style. potato salad, basically sauerkraut? No. Okay. Um, American potato salad I think has egg and has some mustard in it. Yeah. Honey mustard usually. Yeah. Um, God, what was my favorite way to prepare potatoes? <sighs> Have you ever had raw potato? Yes. Not very tasty. I, I didn't think it was that bad. It tasted like a radish. Yes, and because radishes are so tasty. I like them. Jeez. Um, potato string. Potato. Or shoestring potatoes is what, the, what it was called. McDonald's french fries are good. Oh, but that's just the perfume. You could spray that on anything and it would taste that good. No, it, you can tell when they're cooked enough. If, yeah. you have McDonald's, if you have McDonald's french fries and they aren't cooked enough, they're, they taste horrible. You don't yeah. want to eat them, but when they're good, they're, they're good. good. Oh man! Oh, Andy, um, I don't know if I I don't know if I can answer this. <laughs> favorite way to prepare potatoes? <sighs> Mashed potatoes are good. Yeah. Sometimes Boil even it. if even if you have a little uh, garlic and a little bit of horseradish in there, put some heavy cream in there. Oh. No, no, you can't have heavy cream in the potatoes. Yeah. The potatoes have to be nice and light and fluffy. No, Andy, it makes it light and fluffy. Really? If you put like whipping cream in your potatoes, we just always used uh, skim milk. We always- no, no, no. No, no, no. Try it the other way. Just once. Try it with, with, like, a little bit of heavy whipping cream. Well, I'm not the one who makes the potatoes on Thanksgiving. Well, That's you should. Eric. Well, then tell the him to make it with heavy whipping cream and but not skim milk. He follows the Betty Crocker recipe that he's been doing for years and years and years, and they've been delicious potatoes. Does he hand mash, or does he, like, beat them? Um, we've burned out a couple of blenders making—not blenders, uh, mixers making potatoes. That's right. Your family goes through, like, tons of them. Yes. Okay. Sometime, you're going to come over to my place. I'm going to make mashed potatoes. I'm going to make it with heavy whipping cream. Okay. And I'm going to hand mash it because I have a potato masher. Oh, okay. I think that might be my favorite way is just mashed potatoes. With uh, some, you know, shredded mozzarella and some butter and Lowry seasoned salt. <sighs> but now that I think about it, salt and vinegar potato chips. Oh, they're That's actually making me salivate right now. Yeah, like, I'm okay, we're done. I need to get something to eat. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when we record around noon. Now I'm sitting there going, man, I could really go for some potatoes. But I think all we have here is instant potatoes, and that's just sad. Oh, that's wrong. But it's so easy, it's so quick. 
Andy go by uh, just like you know three small. We just went shopping yesterday. You're too late. Oh, damn. All right. Well, find something to eat. All right. I will do that. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.